Attention freelancers and solopreneurs. Freelancers and solopreneurs. You are tuning into The Remote CEO, a show that will help you scale your business, become the authority in your market, grow into a better leader, and create your remote empire. And now, your host, acclaimed business coach and entrepreneur, Deniero B. What's going on, CEOs? This is Deniero B, and you are listening to the Saturday interview episode of the Remote CEO Show. I always make sure to have the most interesting guests and ask them practical and actionable questions so that you can take that knowledge and scale your business with it. So if you do enjoy this podcast, I would love for you to leave a review on your podcast app. It only takes a couple of minutes and it will make a big difference. Now, don't forget that we do release the five-minute episodes every single day at around 6 a.m. Eastern time. So subscribe to the show and you will get bite-sized actionable content delivered for free to your device. Also, share this podcast with other fellow entrepreneurs, freelancers, and solopreneurs. You're on the rise, so it only makes sense that you share this journey with like-minded people. And don't forget that the more you talk about these topics with other people, the more you will understand them and make them part of your everyday life. And now, let's get started. All right, Joe, thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm super excited to have you here. How are you doing today? I'm doing amazing. And I'm so like super excited to be here with you and um, you know, just talk a little bit about money and... Uh other cool things about, you know, we can do with uh, these entrepreneurs. Awesome, man. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, my listeners at home, they know exactly how it is. Money is the most important thing when it comes to scaling a business, but you have a different approach with money. And it's not only about just, you know, counting cash. Uh, We're going to talk about that in a minute. But before we get there, always ask my guests to tell me more about what they were doing before they were running their business and what made them start uh, their entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, I think that's a good question because otherwise, you know, how do we get to where we're at, right? Um, (laughs) Funny enough, like my whole career, um, even since I was like young, was in computers, IT. So my whole corporate career was IT. It wasn't even money. It wasn't finance. It wasn't anything like that. Um, And then, uh, you know, long story kind of short in 2008 with the financial crisis in the United States um, with all the turmoil happening at that time, my wife uh, was held up at gunpoint twice in six weeks at the job she worked at. And so there's a lot of like mental health stuff that started happening at that time too. Um, Really forced us into kind of a different lifestyle. Uh, We lost an income in our family. So I had to become really good at what I did and basically replace her income overnight. Um, And so for me, it's kind of like a journey through corporate America and trying to figure out how to make more money uh, through negotiations and jobs and just like, how did money exist in my life? And, uh, you know, kind of those aspects of if I can get a, you know, I I found out through the process, if I get a better relationship with money, I can make more money. If I could gain more confidence in myself, then I can make more money, right? It wasn't necessarily, you know, more tighter budgets or anything like that because I only had so many resources. so it kind of started flipping the switch and, you know, 10 years after that fact, um, not quite 10 years, but going through that whole process, I'm like, Hey, I like talking to people about money. I've like kind of cracked the code per se for myself on, Hey, if this relationship gets better then anybody can make more money. Um, and then, so I'm like, well, let's try with entrepreneurs. How quick can we do this? And so I basically distilled almost 10 years worth of kind of trial and error 
down into just a few weeks. And um, that's basically how I got where I'm at today. Um, you know, life kind of is the best teacher always. So <laughs> um, 100%. Um, yeah, so through necessity, so switched from my career in IT, had been in there for, man, almost just over 20 years. Um, and okay. then kicked off my kind of took the plunge uh, and started my entrepreneurial you know, kind of business and started that about four years ago. So uh, it's awesome. been kind of, you know, an awesome roller coaster ever since. Um, but yeah, a lot of people ask that same question. It's kind of fun to answer because their eyebrows always like go up. They're like, wait a minute, how'd you go from like IT to like coaching about money? I'm like, well, let's talk about the story. <laughs> That's super cool, man. You, you drop so many interesting uh, things and I, and I have almost like uh, a follow-up question for each sentence you had, but let's start <laughs> from uh, the fact that you said right now, you said, uh, you know, there's ways to make money. One is with capital. You didn't have that much capital at the beginning. So you were looking at other ways to generate money. And that was uh, like your mindset, but also you said your relationship with money. Can you explain a bit more uh, why you coach what you coach right now and how you learned it? Yeah. So I, I, a lot of people that I always talk to, um, you know, the finance world's very big out there. There's some big names in, in especially like the personal budgeting area and, and finance world. Um, and, and I implemented some of those things, like it's good to have a budget. Um, you know, it's good to like figure out, you know, for your taxes and like what can be written off and all that cool stuff for your business. Uh, the problem is a lot of those tactics work only because uh, they're very rigid structures. Um, and a lot of people can't really conform to the rigidity of those structures. Like it, it breaks them, right? They want to have, I mean, we're, we're, we have our businesses because we want to like make an impact or difference in the world, right? And then you box it all up and say, hey, but you can only spend money on X, Y, and Z. It doesn't work for a lot of people. Uh, so what I found through my process, right, as I was going through, and especially during kind of the financial ruin of my life, uh, calling creditors and saying, hey, you know, can you only accept like 25 bucks this month for a credit card? And they would always say, no, you owe us more money. And I'd be like, well, you get 25 bucks. Like, it's just kind of like this place of, I didn't care anymore. And so it allowed me to really create a different relationship with money, one that I cared about. Um, started treating it like a friend, like cherishing what I had, but also figuring out how I could go make more, right? If we're feeling kind of lonely, reach out to people. Uh, so that concept kind of clicked in my head at one point in time um, when I'm like, I need to figure out a different system because the, the traditional systems weren't working for me to stay sane during kind of my wife's mental health breakdown. Um, and as I did that, I kind of, like I say, reconstructed a new way for me to interact with money, which then led into like more confidence for myself. I was a highly skilled um, person. I had a, a skill set that was highly sought after as well. Um, and when I when that finally clicked and and that money relationship part started to show up more in my life, I noticed it. I'm like, hey, wait a minute, you know, now I can ask for more in my corporate job, right? When they start like coming at me for raise time, I'm be, I can start questioning it without kind of prejudice against it, just be like, hey, why can't I make more money? Like who says I can't, right? And as I started breaking that down, I'm like, okay, cool. So you can't ask, right? And in, in the entrepreneurial world, it comes back to, you know, if we can show up for our clients, if we can show up for our businesses in the same fashion and kind of take that emotion, like the emotional reaction to money out of it, then we can start, you know, negotiating higher prices. We can start charging more for our coaching, for our products and, and being completely in alignment with ourselves and what our, like our individual markets will bear, you know, whatever price. Um, but we stop sabotaging ourselves when it comes to the actual ask and what we're charging. 
Sure. So I had a question about this actually, like you were talking about um, really negotiating and, and not really involving your, your fears and your anxiety around uh, lack of money. But, you know, some of our listeners at home, and I'm sure you came across some sort of like the same uh, objection, so to speak, you know, everything seems fun until you actually don't have money to pay your mortgage and yep. you're a few days from being either evicted if you're renting or just like losing your home uh, in a worst case scenario. So how do you coach or what would you suggest to people that are re- literally one paycheck away or one client away from losing it all? What should they do right now to turn uh, into another direction and really have a better relationship with money and increase their income. Uh, there's actually two things I would give them like right now, if you're in that like dire straight area, one is I'd start journaling to money. If you have a dollar, if you have, you know, $5 set on your desk, I have actually, I'll show you, I have a stack of 10,000 I keep on my desk with just cash. Wow. And I sit down and I, and I journal to this every morning. Um, people find it weird, but I, I literally talk to money. And then I, whatever comes to my brain, right, is what I write down on paper. I'm like, hey, you know, where are you at today? Where can I go? Uh, and usually what happens, and this is kind of step number two, is it'll tell me, like, in my brain, like, names will pop in. And it happens for all my clients, too, that have to do this. Like, we know people who can help us. And a lot of times it's just fear that, grip, like, is gripping us and, like, oh, no, they won't help us or they can't help us, right? So it's like, find those people in your life that maybe you haven't talked to for a while and kick up a conversation with them. And say, hey, you know, what are you doing? And have a real conversation, not like, uh, you know, go after and be like, oh, maybe they can help me. So I got to, you know, hit the ask at first. But just like really like start conversations with people. I think relationships are the biggest thing in our life that we're missing. And a lot of times we don't ask people or we feel like we're a burden on them to be like, hey, you know, I can't ask them. I mean, kind of funny enough story. Yes, literally yesterday. Um uh, a business relationship of me and my wife's uh, reached out to us and said, Hey, you know, there's some financial stuff happening in our lives. Um, we need some quick cash for like the next 30 days. Can you guys help us out? You know, that could be a hard conversation for people to like say, Hey, I need cash. Um, and we're like, yeah, of course, let's, you know, let's go figure out how we can make this happen and, and get the money to you. Um, you know, but we, we don't as, as people were, we, we've kind of, generationally we've come to a point where we feel like we're a bother to people so if we can start like erasing that kind of mindset that we're a bother and that hey you know we're good people and we can reach out to those who are around us um that would be you know my suggestion for anybody who's like in that really kind of tight spot right now because it can suck i've been there um emotionally you know it's very pressing and for anybody who's in that situation i feel for you and reach out to people right you're not alone and, and sometimes we feel very much alone in those situations. That makes total sense. Again, a ton of uh, follow-up questions. So you actually said, you said something that really struck a chord with me because you said, you know, some people may think it's crazy that you're journaling to money. Uh, but, you know, I've, uh, I, I, I've been listening over and over again on repeat for years now, uh, The Science of Getting Rich uh, by Wallace D. Waddles. And it talks about, it's a book that was written, I believe, in 1910. So it's over a century old. And some people will look at me and be like, what are you reading? Why is it like something from the 1900s? <laughs> but reality, like he talks about like always 
every time that you're not working, you should be, you know, creating your future, talking to your future self, talking to, like, it doesn't say literally journaling to money, which is something awesome that you just said. But uh, what to some people sounds, you know, some sort of like esoteric situation there that you're doing and like, it actually does work because it primes your, your, your mind uh, with different thoughts. And like you said, we've been programmed, pre-programmed for so many generations that A, money is bad and whoever has money uh, or an excess of money, they must have done something wrong or yep. they must have scammed someone. Uh, it's not like that. It's not like that. And that's why, like you said, uh, another thing that really made me think about this was uh, you said people feel like uh, they're going to bother other people if they ask for help. But, you know, David Meltzer himself, he, he's a he, like, uh, I don't know if you know, but like he's a huge figure in the marketing world in the United States. And he said, um, you got to get used to asking favors to people like uh, you got to be nice and giving and, and doing favors for others. But the hardest thing is actually to be okay with asking for help, going yes. out there and asking for help, be humble enough. And, you know, you said that some people may feel like they're bothering people. I feel some people don't ask for favors or don't even ask for help, not only because of that, but because they feel like they're going to feel not as important and not as, you know, successful if they yeah. ask for help. Yeah, I could see that, um, right? The, that perception of how people see them. Right. They, they don't want to kind of break that glass mirror of like, oh, here's where I'm at. And I'm, I don't know, for me, I'm just like, it's a mindset thing, right? If we, if we can't ask for help, if we can't get past that, then how are we going to grow our businesses? Because this is like one of the easiest things to do. I mean, there's lots of different, more hard things to do in your business than just simply, you know, find clients and, and find, you know, sources of income so you can survive. hundred percent, hundred percent. So I wanted to ask you about next gen. Uh, when did you start it? Uh, what do you guys do, and how do you help people? Uh, so the next gen is next gen millionaires. So my my whole thought around that is, uh, you know, there's a whole rising generation of entrepreneurs, and when I say that, there's no age attached to that, right? It's just like there's a it's a great time to start a business. There's a lot of resources, a lot of people out there trying to help. Uh, you know, with the as the internet continues to be what it is, right? There's, you can really reach anybody you want. Uh, my goal is that as these new next gen millionaires come up and rise up in the ranks, right? Of entrepreneurship and they start making their first million, their second million, you know, 10, 20 million, that their mindset around money and how they speak about it and how they interact with it is completely different than the previous yes. generation, right? Because there's a lot of people with money. Like you said before, you know, a lot of people that mindset is, oh, if you have a lot of money, then you must have done something bad to get it all, right? Because good, hardworking people can't make money, right? And it's yeah. just this mindset shift that, um, you know, and it's not just like in one country or another country, it's all over the world, like this, this idea of, you know, money's just bad. But if we take a, a step back from that, and that's the whole philosophy I have is, if we can change the way, and, and we can make, um, you know, if I could help more entrepreneurs become millionaires, then look at the impact and change the world will see because of that. Yes. Right? If we can inject more money into, you know, helping other people out because now we have the resources that we can help people out, then the world will change. If we stay stuck in, hey, I can't make money because X, Y, and Z, you know, mindset reasons and old stories, then the big ideas and, and the impact that each individual can make in this world and as a community will suffer. So it's really just helping people become, you know, 
have the resources to already let their their good nature personalities shine and help them help their communities. Makes sense. Um, so you were talking about uh, coaching and, and part of what you do as a, as a money coach uh, is, is specifically changing the relationship that people have with money, correct? Sure. Um, and uh, I, I remember when I was looking at your bio, bio earlier before the call, they were talking about uh, Mike uh, from Profit First. Yeah. Uh, a quote from him. Um, can you really explain uh, what it means that uh, I, I think that he was saying that uh, wealth is a game of emotion and business success is a game of emotion. It all comes down to the stories we tell ourselves about what we're doing. Um, can you tell us more about that and how that inf influenced you and how you coach uh, based on that philosophy? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And uh... You know, I love that quote by Mike, because I think it's so true that money really is just a game of emotion. Wealth is a game of emotion. It's like those who can understand their emotions around how they get triggered by it, how they react to it, um, will then, I mean, if you can master that, then you can make more money, you can be more successful, you know, whatever you define as success by. Um, and it really comes down to like a simple, really simple framework that I use. Right. Because if we look at like what we're making in our businesses, you know, however, what like your, your monthly revenue, your yearly revenue doesn't matter. Right. That to me is a result. And we took certain actions, right. To get there. We marketed, we networked, we, you know, sold services, products, whatever, you know, so we did actions to get there. Um, you know, and the age old adage of insanity, you know, is doing the same thing over and over expecting different results. Right. So what happens is we get stuck in these loops. So if we, if we move back one step further and, and really look and say, hey, okay, so why did I do that action, right? What emotions or feelings did I have that caused me to do the action? A lot of us as humans are reactive. So we'll say, hey, I have this great idea. I want to do X, Y, and Z, or I want to reach out to, you know, these five people. And then the emotions start to come up, be like, oh, I don't know. Maybe they'll think I'm bothering them, right? Back to our previous conversation. Maybe, yeah. maybe I don't know, they'll reject me and say no, right? So then we either do or don't do that. The greatest entrepreneurs I've seen will push through that fear. It doesn't mean they don't have the fear. It doesn't mean those emotions don't come up, but they'll try to analyze and be like, why am I having this? Because really our emotions are just based off past experiences in life, right? I mean, if you've never done anything before, you can't be excited or not excited for it. Like I've never been skydiving. My mind can think like, oh, I'd probably be excited or terrified, one of the two. But until I have that experience, right, I can't attach any emotion to it. So really the things preventing us are these past emotions. And for my clients to simplify it, I just call them money stories, right? Why, how was your first interaction with money? How did, what story did it create in your life? Because then if we can deconstruct the yeah. story and really look at that and be like, hey, what's, what's this piece of your life that's driving the other actions? Then we can start to change that. If we can change the emotions yes. and process them and, and understand our emotions, then we can start taking different actions and then we'll definitely get different results. So the, the emotional side of life is super important because if we can't understand ourselves, it's really hard to understand other people and really hard to continue on. Because again, entrepreneurship isn't always easy. So on those really bad days when we're like, oh, I just want to give up and, you know, throw in the towel, then we can be like, huh, why do I feel this way? And, you know, spend the day, you know, just like self-reflecting and looking at yourself and be like, okay, now I, now I understand what's going on. Now I can change what I'm going to do next. That makes sense. 
Uh, quick question about, so because I journal quite a bit in the morning, I follow the, uh, like I've been a huge follower of Tim Ferriss for the longest time and I, and I follow what he's taught as, you know, the, the, the way to journal, which is basically I sit down and I really write down and I never stop writing until I am actually done uh, with, with whatever I have in my mind. And if I don't have something uh, to write, I keep on just writing. I don't have anything to write because he's like, <laughs> you don't want to stop the pen. And it's a fun process. At the very beginning, you you end up writing, I don't have anything to write over and over again for a couple of minutes. Uh, but now I just like, it's a burst of all the things that I had in my mind overnight. Do you want to know for goal setting with you, uh, with your clients, how do you structure the journaling to money? What, what do you write down and, and, and really how do you do your goal setting for, you know, a real life achievements that you want to make happen, you know, make happen with your business? Yeah, I do a couple different things. So uh, all my clients who work with me, I always have them pick a six week money goal. So a lot of people think, oh, that's super aggressive. But I'm like, every time I have them do that, focus on six weeks. Like, cause there's a lot of people who do like 90 days, right? And, you know, if you do two, six weeks, you're about 90 days. So yes, um, six weeks. And I'm like, hey, what's your money goal? Uh, and sometimes they'll go really big. I'm like, no, that's too big. Like I, I can kind of hear it in their voice of how dedicated they are to it. So we set the goal and we're like, hey, here we go. But then attach it to like journaling that that part. Um Cause I like, I like the whole, the whole thing about just journaling until there's nothing left to journal, but I'll have them. I'll be like, okay, so here's like a prompt for it. You set a goal or you set goals and, and how scary is that? Like sometimes I'll give them prompts to start journaling. Cause sometimes our brains need, like I'm a, I'll just call it out. And I tell my wife this all the time. I'm a horrible writer. Like all the content I write, I just like, I sit down and look at like everybody look at that blank cursor. And I'm like, I don't know what to write. Kind of same yeah. thing. I, I take out a piece of page to a paper to, uh, you know, journal on. And I'm like, what do I write? Right. So I come, try to come up with prompts to be like, what do I want to focus on today? Because sometimes that intention can be a lot stronger than just being like, Hey, I'm just going to write whatever in journal in the morning. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, you know, focusing on that and be like, Hey, you know, what do you think about this goal? So I usually give them that and be like, Hey, write down. I believe I can attain this goal because, and just let them write. And they just write for, you know, I tell them to kind of stop at like three pages because by then, you know, you might, you've usually found your answer by that far is, you know, from yeah. my experience. Um, Makes a lot of sense. But that's, you know, just trying to help prime that pump, right. To, for them to see that, Hey, this goal is possible. Um, yeah. And mentally. And, and, and so let's take it to a step further. So mentally, because some people would say, okay, this is all fun and games about how is this going to make me money? And I'm sure that mentally, once you read or once you, get all that information out of you on paper or on your computer and you finished journaling the entire day you will take certain actions and you will sound more like certain actions that align with uh with what you have analyzed when you journaled you will sound better on the phone on your next sales call you will make that call to get help and to maybe lower the bill, like you were saying, for something that you maybe not can afford. And, and, and all that stuff happens. Um, so your clients do want to ask you, what type of, are they, are they uh, entrepreneurs? Are they uh, professionals working somewhere? They want to quit their full-time job. They want to get a promotion. What's you know the type of clientele that you work with? Um, the outliers end up being like the corporate people who want a promotion because it takes a lot longer for the money conversation. Uh, you know, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, uh, really looking at people who have big dreams 
um, are implementing it and find themselves stuck in trying to realize those big dreams when it comes to a resource perspective in their business, yeah. right? Uh, people who have been stuck for, I mean, I've had plenty of clients who are like, hey, you know, I've been stuck at like 100 or 200,000 in my business for like three years. I worked with you and now I've like tripled my income. Um, wow. It's really just kind of moving that log jam in them, you know, so that where they've been, you know, now they can go somewhere new. Um, cause again, that, that big vision, that impact piece is what's really important to me. Um, even some entrepreneurs come to me as just like, oh, I just have this business, but I don't really want to do anything with it. I just want to make money. I'm like, hey, you're probably not the right person for me. Right. Because I really <laughs> like that passion behind like why people do yeah. what they do is important to me. Otherwise it's like, I mean, I can help you make money, but there's no passion yeah. behind just people making money. And, and that's what people don't generally understand. I just want to make more money. Well, it's that's because harder. you have it is there's because at the end of the day it's just like if i got a bunch of cash what does it matter like yeah you know like, if i can exactly. impact communities if i can help people you know fulfill their big dreams i mean just looking at the people i work with right yeah. um you know if i can help people start businesses i don't know something right but to feel that passion in life because that's where because at the end of the day we're all gonna you know die but it's like what would we be remembered for because we had a lot of money exactly. like yeah it just makes no sense mean. <laughs> totally true. Um, it's funny you say that because one of my clients came to me. Uh, he uh, is living abroad and I think he's in Mexico right now. And he's stuck at that 10K a, mark, uh, 10K a month mark uh, with, his, uh, with his freelance business. And, and he's like, I can't find a reason to work harder. I can't find a real reason to work harder because now I'm on vacation, basically like working five, <laughs> six hours a day, but in a beautiful place. Um, I have no other goal because my goal was to quit my job and make some money. And, and that's what we've been working on. Like you said, to create that purpose that drives them past that uh, money goal. That was just a money goal. Um, Man, we had an amazing conversation. Uh, before we end, I wanted to ask you another question, which is, is there anything cool that you were you know, excited to share with us? Anything coming uh, down the pipe uh, that uh, you want to share with us? Maybe a project or anything like that? Um, a couple of the projects I'm working on right now is, um, but one that's kind of cool, I'm taking my, my personal coaching um, program that works so well, and I'm turning it into kind of a do-it-yourself course um, for the people who, kind of those early entrepreneurs who are just sort of starting on this journey, right. Mm -hmm. And want to make some, some money. Um, so that's been a lot of fun kind of developing that. Uh, what I'm really excited about is I've been working um, with a lady out of New York, um, working on uh, kind of how I, as a white man in America can show up for the underserved communities, like the black communities, the Latino communities. Um, so I'm going to start um, some give back things with that. Um, I have some things lined up to start doing give back to some communities I'm part of. Um, also, part of that is uh, some weekly publications about uh, how we as a world are interacting with money and looking how some of these um, other communities are being underserved by the way um, the financial systems are set up and things like that. So start kind of picking that apart as kind of from a kind of op-ed perspective um, to just say, say, you know, to start changing how people are perceiving what's actually going on in yeah. uh, the different economies and, and different um, industries that are helping these communities. So um, that's been a lot of fun as well. Um, racism in America right now is a huge topic. Yes. Uh, so it's, you know, how does money impacting that? How is people's relationship with money impacting that? 
uh, and how can we start changing that? So, uh, you know, kids, uh, especially, and, and young adults who are just coming into adulthood can start changing that perspective as well. Um, so there's some groups like that that I'm, I'm starting to work with, which is really cool. Um, you know, start changing the world how I can from my small, my small space. But that's what entrepreneurship is all about, Joe. Honestly, uh, you are doing an amazing work with the coaching, but also just what you said right now. It really shows that uh, you're not only doing it for the money. Actually, money, it may be, like you said, a byproduct of your service and, uh, and, and really like helping everyone uh, along the way. Man, it was an amazing conversation. I'm sure that people at home will want to know more about what you do. So where can people find you? Uh, the best place people can find me is just like on my website. Uh, if you go to www.josephmburnt.com, um, all the information about me, there's uh, a lead magnet on there too. People can like go sign up. I have a, a whole PDF evaluation. You can say, hey, hey, where's my um, kind of where am I at with money uh, that I call the attitudes of money. And that's more of how we uh, kind of the attitude that we show up when we when we interact with money. It's that kind of beginning uh, relationship kind of perspective. Um, you know, your mom always asks you, or I remember my mom always telling me, Hey, you know, change your attitude. So that's kind of why I use that because we want to change our attitude towards money. And that's a good, like little, just a free PDF people can go download, uh, to see, Hey, where am I at? What can I work on right away? So. Okay. Awesome, man. Again, thanks a lot. Uh, I'm looking forward to having you on the show in the future again and uh, enjoy the rest of the day. Thanks. Appreciate it. And this is it for today, CEOs. Thanks for staying with us until the end. Can I ask you a big favor? Can you please leave a review? I know the podcast app is not super straightforward. So if you don't know how to leave a review, just DM me on Instagram at denierob, D-E-N-I-E-R-O-B. And I will send you the direct link to the review section and to show you my appreciation, I will answer any business question you ask me during that conversation. So thank you again, and I will talk to you again soon.